where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. is cooking it's still football but it's professional football reimagined this is our moment our story to tell this is history begun this is the xfl welcome football fans this is october 22nd 2019 this is the road to 2020 and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. And today is a special day. It's XFL schedule release day. And this is a special live YouTube episode where we are going to instantly react to all the games that were uh, released by the league today and break them down. It is uh, one of Bryant's most anticipated days. He's been talking about the schedule incessantly to to us on and off the air. He made a mock schedule. I'm hyped for today, but Bryant, you're on another level, dog. Oh, this is this is Christmas cometh early to me. It was a, it's a great day. I love schedules for whatever reason it may be, but I'm ready to break this down. You're right. I did a mock schedule not too long ago. Uh, we're not going to talk about how exactly I did on that one. Oh, I'll ask now. you how you did a little bit. I'm gonna we're gonna compare and contrast. <laughs> But um, it, it's it's a great day because now we're laying the land. We're, we're, we're already making travel plans. Alan, you and I were talking before we came live here on YouTube. 
um I already got people talking on 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 the YouTube here. Love about, the YouTube what, chat, Leon. Chill. <laughs> Make sure you put your comments in there, questions you guys have for <laughs> us. Anything that stands out to you, that'd be great. But regardless, uh, we're already making travel plans. Alan, you and I talked off the air about how we're going to be heading to New York. Probably, uh, if you guys want to go to St. Louis, you can go. I don't know if I'd, I'd actually step foot in there. Um, that's more because of what I've said on this show. Yeah, those, yes, it is a great day for me because I love this. We're, 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 <laughs> the runway is like I can see the runway, Alan. It's, it's getting there to twenty twenty. Well, now the, the the rosters are there, and now the games are set. This is this is if it wasn't real last week with the draft for you, I don't know how it wasn't. It absolutely is now. We've got games to circle on the calendar. Uh, yeah, Brian, I don't know what. So L A and St Louis, that's not going down till what week number? I'm looking at it, trying to keep up. Week number seven. So. I guess you won't be there. I'm going to try to make that one. But you, you're you saying you're afraid now. I think the people of St. Louis, see, even the things you say about them, they're so nice and they're such good people. I think they wouldn't, they would not harm you. They probably, they maybe would spit in your barbecue, but that's not the worst thing. That's what I was saying. I would have to, I'd have to uh, bring my own food or something like that in <laughs> St. Louis. But uh, maybe I'll go. Who knows? If we all make a plan, why not? It'll be a good time to have, you know, XFL football in general is just going to be a great time to, have, to be had in all these cities. I can't wait to break this down, Alan. Right now, I think we're going to, what, break it down by week. Maybe talk about some games that we're really interested. I really want to talk about the, the the thought process behind the league's trying to accommodate obviously we we summed it up last time as into one word called politics and basically you know there's a lot of things that the, the league had to worry about right what networks want what stadium availability was things like that um when i made my mock schedule i had to worry about none of those things so now that the league has the schedule out i think we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, they ended up you know mapping this out and hopefully in a way to maximize eyeballs in the stadium and on television all right so if you want to follow along with us we've got the xfl schedule scrolling through here on our youtube channel if you're listening to the podcast version of this grab yourself a schedule it's on xfl.com they released it to the public and we're going to go through this thing week by week and let's start with week number one and we will start off xfl 2020 the first game with seattle dragons on the road Audi Field against the DC Defenders on ABC. That's a 2 p.m. Eastern kickoff. And then that'll be followed that Saturday, February 8th, by the LA Wildcats and the Houston Roughnecks on Fox on a 5 p.m. kickoff. And the Sunday games, February 9th, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox. It'll be the New York Guardians hosting the Tampa Bay Vipers, followed by at 5 p.m. on ESPN, the St. Louis Battlehawks on the road against Bob Stoops and his Dallas Renegades. And that is week number one, Bryant. And for me, obviously, as a L.A. Wildcats hype machine that we've become, you and I, I mean, we're hyped for that game, but very, very interested to see that first game with Pep Hamilton against Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn in the place he used to coach, the city he used to coach in the NFL for, (laughs) in D.C. That is going to be fascinating to watch. Some recognizable names coming into uh, Audi Field uh, in D.C. to to start the season. I I like this. This is the first time, really, if you think about it, that we're going to see this where the games are not um, at the same time. right? With the AF, both games kicked off at prime time on Saturday. The original XFL, the same thing. Um, But now you're going to have two separate. So are they going to make a big spectacle of this kickoff, Alan? Do you think it's going to be this huge hoopla? Or is it just straight football? I mean, what are are they going to do? 
Uh, what are they going to be? Are there going to be fireworks? Are there going to be a huge dragon head? Um, some defenders out there with some shields. What's going to happen when this this field this uh, league kicks off uh, at, at two p.m. Eastern uh, in D.C.? Who knows? I'm really looking at the the New York game. They're playing at home. People called it out. They said that there would be a quote unquote blizzard. How are you going to play football in a blizzard? D.C. too. Well, doesn't care. Yeah, they're all going to be playing these cold weather games. Uh, the day is probably going to help them a little bit with the, with the temperatures, but still, they're going to take the risk of going to New York. I think that's going to look great. Um, I, I think the one thing I did have was Tampa on the road this week, just because, again, uh, my skeptics, for whatever reason in my head, are saying that Tampa might struggle a little bit. So to have more home games towards the beginning might have helped. But regardless, I think it's going to be a pretty good week. Yeah, I'm hyped that New York's at home. I said that's what I wanted to see week one. I think when we did our you know mock schedules, um, I had them as the very first game. They're the first game on Sunday. So I'm going to take some points there. And D.C., also cold weather, is the opener. And I, I don't think that's something you need to really worry about. Football is weather that is football that can be played in any weather. It's a sport that can be played wherever. Any, I mean, it doesn't matter. Tundra, in, in a dome. I mean, either way, I think we're going to see good, crisp football because the, these teams are going to be ready. There's enough time to get ready for all this. The, the, the rules, obviously, are going to play a factor. When the rule book does come out, another exciting day we're looking forward to. Good, crisp football. And I have no problem with that. Also, very shocked, we have to mention that the Dallas Renegades are what? Home in week one, there was some worry that they they would not have a home game in week one with the renovations to the ballpark there in Arlington, but all's good and they will be home the last game Sunday night on ESPN against St. Louis. I questioned it a little bit. I didn't know if it was going to be ready, but you know the league confirmed that there's no worries. The league, the stadium will be ready, so hopefully um, there's no no interruption there. I find it fascinating as we move into week two, Alan. Here I'm going to move it a little bit forward. Uh, still no home game for St. Louis uh, in week two. Yes, let's break it down. Week number two for the XFL coming out, and we are going to see D.C. at home again in the first game against New York on ABC. The Fox game on that Saturday, February 15th, will be Tampa Bay at Seattle. On Sunday at 3 p.m. on ABC, L.A. will host Dallas. And then the Sunday night game, 6 p.m. Eastern on FS1 Houston, will host the St. Louis Battlehawks. Battlehawks on the road on the Sunday night game two weeks in a row, Bryant. And uh, you get some teams are going to you know have to wait for those home openers. Some teams in week two will get those home openers. They staggered it a little bit. But the game that stands out most to me for, for week uh, number two are the, uh, are the divisional games, the, the, the East versus East and West versus West games when we get L.A. and Dallas on Sunday, and of course that opening game that weekend, New York and D.C., uh, basically uh, games that could end up being rivalry games in week number two. Yeah, huge rivalry games. You're going to start um, start high. I like that the L.A. Um, Wildcats are going to be hosting a game in the midday um, on Sunday. It's going to be great weather here in, in L.A. It's going to look great down there um, in Carson, California. Uh, huge games to be had, right? Division matchups we're looking at here uh, between Houston hosting another. I'm sorry, DC hosting another um, first game of the week. Very interesting. I did notice Alan when we start going through some of these stats that Houston at home is not hosting any um, PM games at home. So that, that uh, wonder what kind of factored into that and what went into that. Um, but regardless, yeah, no say no game at home for St. Louis at this point, and I think that's the only one. Everybody else should have had a home game by then. 
So you said Houston has yes. no home games at night? Correct. Well, they're, yeah, they do. 6 p.m. on week two. Houston Roughnecks, FS1 against St. Louis. Caught you on your stats there, stat guy. <laughs> what, what, what game am I looking at? Houston, I said DC. Oh, DC has no night games on at home. Okay, that actually looks correct. Does 4 p.m. count as a night game? Because they do have um, one I, I'm seeing later on in the season. I, I put the first game as day and the second game as the evening. So oh, okay, you're talking about just the second game. They are not game number two yeah, ever. First game, second game. Yeah, uh, maybe they, do they have a Wrigley Field situation there at Audi Field where they don't play at night, or like they used to have at Wrigley Field, I guess. <laughs> it's too it's too intertwined into the neighborhood. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but I do think uh, week two is the the big game has to be uh, that those, those the two division games. But I mean, I'm hyped for L.A. and Dallas because that's also a matchup. Uh, at the end of the season, that's a Week 10 matchup as well. Yeah, that's going to be on Thursday night. Can't wait to talk about that one. All right, Alan, finally, football is going to return in Week 3 to St. Louis. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, New York. That's going to be the third game of that week. We'll go through that schedule real quick. It's going to be uh, Houston at Tampa. Also, Tampa actually does open this. That's going to be their first home game as well. And then you have Dallas at Seattle, another uh, inner division or conference on rival. Fox on Fox. Uh, and then you have New York, as I mentioned, visiting St. Louis on ESPN as the early game on Sunday and then closing out the week, an evening game on FS1, uh, DC at LA. Yep. And all season long, the Saturday games are, are your big broadcast network games. Uh, the Fox and ABC games, I believe Brian, every single Saturday, uh, is an ABC and Fox uh, day, except for one uh, somewhere in the middle of the season, right? Like week number six, it looks like. Yeah, uh, week six a, it jumps to FS two. Yes, Must be NASCAR. So, so yeah, you've got big national uh, broad, you know, on the big broadcast networks for the Saturday games. The Sunday games will be on cable, but also a lot of Sunday games on broadcast TV as well. Week three, we're we're crossing divisions in two, and, and we're also interdivision in two. Um, St. Louis and New York get down and also you have Dallas and Seattle getting down. So New York and Dallas will get into the thick of their division schedule early on in the season compared to the other teams, uh, where LA and Houston will crisscross a little bit. LA gets the host at home against DC for where's the furthest the Wildcats travel, Bryant? Cause Seattle had to go to all go the New way, York. New York city. So Seattle has to go all the way across the country once. Uh, L.A. has to go all the way across the country once, which seems fair to me. Those were some uh, things I was concerned with, the travel and also the timing. And Seattle did did get kind of jobbed in week one. You have to maybe say they are going to – I mean, if 11 a.m. is too early for some people, Bryant, that we've talked about. Um, they, they, week one, they do have to be at 11 a.m. against D.C. But this week three, uh, fun, 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 fun. Uh, you've got the CFL battle in the first game with Houston and Tampa Bay with Trestman versus June Jones. And uh, you also get uh, Pep versus Winston Moss should be an interesting clash of styles on that Sunday night game on FS1. No, it's definitely going to be a very interesting styles. I got to, I got to 
we're st- I'm still breaking down rosters, Alan, so to kind of figure out matchups and what's going to be the most intriguing, you know, high-speed offenses, uh, I'm going well, to have to punt on that one, maybe talk about it on our normal I'll, show. This well, week. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right off the out of the gate, uh, one week one and two, you know, our favorite defense on paper, the St. Louis Battlehawks, are playing two offenses that we all expect to be pretty high-octane in Dallas and Houston in week back-to-back weeks on the road for that defense. So they will be tested right away. St. Louis in at, Texas. Do you think they're going to travel home for that week? Or are they going to stay in Texas? Just stay, stay for the two weeks. I mean, yeah, they got a full week in Texas too. Uh, back to back consider, you know, you gotta look at some of the travel dates. I see at the end here, LA's got uh, a real short week and traveling at the end of the, at the end of the year, but let's go into week number four now. And uh, I want to get to some of your stats too in a minute, Brian. But week four on ABC, the first game that's Saturday, February 29th, LA at New York against the Guardians. We're going to try to make that one big time. That's going to be a lot of fun. Fox will have the 5 p.m. Seattle and St. Louis game Sunday, March 1st, 4 p.m. on FS1. It's finally time for the two teams in Texas to get down in week four. But Houston travels to Dallas. And then 7 p.m., the late game on ESPN2, Tampa Bay Vipers, D.C. Defenders. Week four, I'm circling it and calling it Bryant. My favorite week on paper, my most anticipated week of the season. <laughs> That's very interesting. I mean, yeah, we're going to try our best to get down to, or up, I guess, to New York uh, for that L.A. game. But you're right. Uh, the, the, Houston, uh, the Houston versus Dallas game, the Texas battle uh, we're going to have to figure out a, a name for that uh, that rivalry at some point. But, yes, that's the game that everybody's been circling around their 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 schedules. Down, Renegades sure, and Roughnecks, man. Texas. Sunday, March 1st. Mark your calendars. It's, it's going to be until week awesome. Four to have this game. Wait until week four to have this game. I mentioned it when I did my mock schedule. That game is big enough that you don't need to have it early. Remember, ratings are going to start dropping as the season goes along. You're going to need bigger matchups, better matchups to actually keep those ratings up. I think that's also why St. Louis is playing in week three at home and not in the first two weeks because that team is probably going to support an 0-2 team, at least for that first week, uh, coming into St. Louis for their first professional game back in a number of years. Uh, Same reason why I think Houston and Dallas are not playing until week four. You're going to have a big, huge game. um, turnout for that game. The atmosphere is going to be electric. I'm really happy that they actually pushed that game until week four. And Alan, uh, I'm, I don't know why, but something really intrigues me about that DC and Tampa Pep versus um, uh, Mark Trestman. I, something about that matchup that we get to see twice. I'm very excited about. Yep. That's a big division game. Uh, that, like the a young two- gun versus like a, I don't know. Yeah, you have one of the you know more tenured coaches in the league against one against one of the guys who's getting his first crack at being the head coach here with that game in week four. A lot of intriguing storylines, a lot of intriguing matchups. Obviously, the two offenses, uh, the high octane Hal Mummy offense for Dallas, June Jones's offense with Houston. Which quarterback they choose, we don't know. Will it be Connor Cook? Will it be Philip Walker? Either way, they got a billion receivers, no tight ends, and that's going to be fascinating. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the 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 those I think the two Smash Mouth teams are going to be L.A. and and DC and or actually three. I think DC is going to play that style of football, but I fully expect mm-hmm. L.A. and New York to be pretty physical teams, judging by how they drafted and who their head coaches are. So that's going to be a great clash. Week four, I'm telling you, that is that's the week. So help me. Let's go to week number five, Brian. After week five, we'll get some stats from you because I know you did a lot of work uh, with some interesting notes on these uh, schedules. But week 
Number five, Saturday, March 7th at 2 p.m. on ABC Seattle will travel in back-to-back weeks, and they will be at Houston against the Roughnecks. 5 p.m. on Fox will be New York as the Guardians take on the Dallas Renegades. And then on Sunday, March 8th, St. Louis on the road against the D.C. Defenders on FS1. And ESPN will have the Sunday night game, a 9 p.m. kickoff at 6 p.m. on the West Coast. That's very, very interesting for the Tampa Bay Vipers who go to the L.A. Wildcats. 9 p.m. kickoff in Week 5, Brian. We've known about that one. We knew it would be a West Coast team. And an East Coast team has to go play in that late night game. But I don't think I don't think that's going to be a cause for concern for anybody on the Tampa side. And week number five does have some uh, really exciting matchups in division again with St. Louis and D.C. on the East. And then the big West Coast matchup to kick things off that weekend with Jim Zorn's Seattle Dragons. Two tough uh, road week weeks for them, St. Louis, and then this game against Houston on the road. On March seventh, I love the 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 back and forth. There's no real you know straight. Hey, this is a divisional week. This is a non-divisional week. Back and forth. There's a lot of mixture. Um, we're going to get to the conversation a little bit about the last three weeks of the season. Uh, but you're right. That is a very late late game for an East Coast team. I'm surprised they they put an East Coast team in that spot. It might be some advantages for LA. They're going to be playing some very tough fourth quarter football. Well, the, the Tampa Bay Vipers, um, St. Louis into D.C. I don't know what the travel time is for, but if you were going to see some traveling fans, I think this is where you would see it, right? Yeah, I I, I do. I think you're going to see some you're going to see some travel. You're going to see by that. Also, we're going to have to consider some records by week five too. on in all honesty, because that's that's where you're going to really have, especially in a 10 week season. That's going to be kind of uh, pivotal moments for some teams. If they don't you know, you're not winning games in the first four weeks that's kind of like a do or die type week for some teams a make or break because uh, moving forward for the second half of that season going to be tough to make up ground if you lose too many in those first four weeks that's also the exciting part of a 10-week season and uh, I can't wait because those last three weeks uh, you know our good friend Mike Mitchell's here on our YouTube chat points it out we were talking about it also before we started Bryant last three weeks all interdivision all playoff implications, all four, basically, I think they're, I see those as playoff games week eight through week 10 that we're going to get into. Uh, but uh, we'll break those down here coming up. Let's look at some of the statistics you have because you broke up uh, how each team will travel, how each team will play in terms of what time of day, what's, uh, what network they'll be on. You did a lot of good work here, Brian. So what are some of the more interesting things you've, you discovered doing all these uh, deep dives into the schedule? Well, I mentioned before, Alan, D.C. plays no second or evening games at home. Uh, They really play seven day games and only three night games throughout the entire season, uh, which means they're going to be heavily on ABC and FS1. They're really not going to throw that ESPN and Fox. So that's going to be They have no games on Fox. Uh, The only team that doesn't have one. Um, Going through this list, I'll just go through some of these stats here. I do find it interesting that really – um, LA plays six games on a Sunday, really no Saturday games. I, I just wonder what goes into the thought process of making teams play on one day versus another. Again, a lot of the politics. We're playing a lot of those secondary games. We kind of expected it with LA, but they are playing three of those first and early games, Alan. And actually, I will say this. I think one of those actually includes the Thursday night game, so I might have to punt on that one and say it's only two. But they do have some early uh, kickoffs, some noon uh, Pacific time kickoffs, 
uh, that I called out that would probably happen. They have to happen. If you really think about it, some of these games have to happen. The Vipers have to go to the West Coast, right? The LA has to go to the East Coast. So some of these times are going to be a little wonky here. But Alan, I'll just go through straight down here real quick. Um, the team that plays the most on there's let's see, DC plays on ABC five times. So does Houston and New York. Um, and then going through the rest of this list, New York plays no games on FS1. So that's interesting. Maybe maybe not a maybe not huge uh, a get for FS1 in the New York metropolitan area. Who knows? I don't know that. What's the cable? What's what's the cable provider in New York? Is it Time Warner? Is there some sort of dispute between them and FS1? I wonder if they take it. In. <laughs> I mean, you have to take some of those into consideration, right? I mean, uh, you really do. Good, good thing none of these are on what Spectrum Sports Net in LA, or otherwise no one would see an LA Wildcats game. You have to consider uh, the major cable providers in these towns, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting to look at. The team that's on the most on network television. It looks like it's the Houston – is it the Houston Roughnecks? That looks like they're on seven times on ABC and Fox combined. Oh, no. You have the New York Guardians five times ABC, three times on Fox, and uh, and the, they're the standouts oh, yeah, there. New so. York for sure. That And that makes sense. You have New York, the biggest market out there. If there are some disputes out there, Alan, remember what Jake always says. He just wants to be able to turn on the television with some rabbit ears and be able to catch a game. So – that catches that part of the market right there. Alan, I will say what I kind of gather from this is that Houston has the most favorable road schedule. They play all their games early. They play no evening games really when they're on the road, uh, which makes it for easy travel days. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm wondering for the teams like teams like Seattle. That's I mean, just they're way up in that corner. I think we've joked about that before talking about schedules for how the Dragons may fare. So they're in terms of uh, their travel is one of the more interesting things to follow. And we already recognize that in the middle of the season, they are back to back on the road in the middle of the country. Uh, we'll see how they do come the middle of the season at the end of the season. Uh, Seattle is uh, pretty comfortable. Um, they get to, you know, they travel to LA week nine and then week 10, they're home too. So uh, I'll be paying attention to that, paying attention to if, well, none of these games appear to be flexible, uh, Bryant, which we see in the NFL, but I'm assuming week 10, there's probably going to be something going on with uh, those final games um, on Sunday being played at different times. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll flip them depending on which one's the bigger game. Uh, obviously, uh, you have Tampa Bay and, and New York is on FS1 that Sunday that we're going to get into. But uh, yeah, there's all sorts of interesting scheduling things in terms of the networks too. Uh, that we'll we'll keep talking about here. Let's get into week number six and get into the second half of the XFL schedule, which was released today. And again, if you're on our YouTube channel, thanks for uh, joining us live. If you are listening to the podcast version, make sure you have a schedule handy and make sure you, uh, you, you follow along here. We are in week number six here. And also we've got the YouTube channel or chat going on insert name here says does the league have the ability to flex start times for marquee matchups near the end of the season hmm does say game times tbd on some of these schedule on on this end of the season portion of the schedule here insert name so we'll get to it let's talk week number six bryant where we will see on march 14th at 2 p.m on abc the houston roughnecks travel to the new york guardians 5 p.m on fs2 this is the fs2 saturday week uh, St. Louis will be at Tampa Bay, 
And then on Sunday, March 15th on FS1 at 4 p.m., it'll be Dallas at D.C. And then 7 p.m. on ESPN, the Wildcats of L.A. will travel to the Seattle Dragons. And I believe, is that the first time? L.A. and Seattle don't touch don't touch each other until week six, Brian. Week six and week nine. So anything that's happening that game is probably going to carry over for a few weeks into week nine. Uh, L.A. traveling to Seattle. I'm excited for that game. That's going to be a great game under the lights, probably uh, out there in, in Seattle under, at, what do they call it? The the link? Is that what it's called? No, that's. That's in that, that's in Philly. Remember. That's in Philly, but it's close. It's Are close they, to something like that. It's anyway. like sudden, sudden it, link. I don't know. The loud place with the, the 12th link? man. Century link. Yeah, maybe. They, the clink. That's what it is. It's the oh, clink. the clink. Oh. <laughs> The place, the okay. place where they lost to the Baltimore Ravens is what I call it because I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> Badly. Um, week, uh, week six, my most hyped game. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's the LA and Seattle game. That's going to be a big game. There's, there should be a lot of trash talk going between those teams when you consider that's kind of a rivalry in the NFL now, uh, and it should be in the XFL. Should be some good games there. Uh, LA is going to be only two division games in at that point, so huge. Huge heavy side of, of the division games for L.A. towards the end of the season. I'm excited for that game. Alan, I'm really stoked for the uh, Dallas at D.C. game. I think that's going to be a very interesting game, seeing what uh, Bob Stoops can do out there against Pep Hamilton. Again, one of those, like, you know, young gun versus, hey, I'm Bob Stoops kind of kind of games. Oh, yeah, that's that's the, the, the veteran coach against Pep Hamilton, Winston Moss. Those are the two. Uh, and of course, Jonathan Hayes, the, the the three coaches here, were getting their their crack at it at the at a head coaching job. Um, and yeah, Stoops against Pep Hamilton, Cardell uh, Jones, uh, who we saw on Monday Night Raw. A lot of people had an opinion on that. Brian, we'll probably talk about on the big show this week. Uh, but yeah, going up against Bob Stoops's uh, defense, which is also pretty good on paper compared to some of the other teams in the league. I'd probably, if I was, well, am I allowed to grade them yet, or are you still going to yell at me? Is that a Patreon thing? Yeah, I would still yell at you right now. It's a Patreon thing. Well, yeah. Uh, Leon says, Audi Field's going to look amazing on TV. Yeah, I like watching, I watch a little MLS, and it looks pretty rad with, you know, soccer going on in that place. And if they're a good team, and if people go out, that place could be rocking for, for some football. And especially with Bob Stoops and his Dallas Renegades coming to town, because they're going to, you know, play a special brand of football. Week number six should be interesting with that matchup. Let's go to week number seven, March 21st, where Bob Stoops and his Dallas Renegades on ABC will take on in the 2 p.m. game. The Tampa Bay Vipers, 5 p.m. on Fox, will be that L.A. at St. Louis game. That is prime time-ish, Bryant. On a Saturday night, Sunday, March 22nd, 3 p.m. ABC, the Guardians will take on the Dragons. And 6 p.m. on FS1, Sunday, March 22nd, D.C. at Houston. Bryant, week 7, March 21st. It's your funeral, buddy, if you go to St. Louis. But <laughs> there it is. That's the that's the you stole our football team. Now we got our own here. And we'll see how good the Battle Hawks are come week 7 because you're going to know who you are amongst the XFL's elite come that week. Yeah, you're really going to be uh, putting your your stamp on this league in terms of how good or bad you are, really. But, man, L.A. at St. Louis, a game that I thought would happen early is going to happen way later in the season. I'm saying that this is probably the biggest game of the season uh, for at least St. Louis. 
just because of pure emotion, I would think. There's a lot of built-up frustration there, I would assume. I'm not from St. Louis. I know that uh, there's some hostility there for uh, for L.A.-based football teams. So we'll see. We'll, they got to – They gotta. it's kind of like when you see people uh, – I forget what movie it is, but he, like, stabs a pillow out of frustration to help with it, but it just helps. You're just taking it out on a pillow. I feel like that's what St. Louis is going to try to do to the L.A. Wildcats Except here. Except that Coach Hayes. Coach Hayes held me every single down when we played back in the day with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah, the fans are going to be interesting to keep you know keep a eye on for that. But I think St. Louis is over losing the Rams. I think this is more about Moss versus Hayes, Bryant. This this is going to be the best part of that week, and that's going to be the the two coaches maybe going nose to nose at the fifty yard line. We'll see. Um, also, uh, in week number seven, you're, you got, uh, I mean, it's, you're, cro- you're crossing, crossing, div- uh, the divisions, the East versus West all up and down. So, uh, this is the last week for that. So this is the, I don't know if this is going to be a week where maybe you can afford a loss. I guess you could say it before they get to those last three crucial division games. Uh, but this is kind of that week. This we'll see. I have a prediction that if in week seven it is it's it's you know where you maybe have a guy who's injured who maybe is on the fence maybe you hold him back and save him because that's how important weeks eight through ten are. The way they stacked these last three weeks, you're right. I, something like that, you probably are, are going to think twice about actually putting them on the field. Um, we'll get into my thought process about why they stacked those three divisional weeks like that. But you're right. This is that last week of of just kind of straight football. No. I wouldn't say no playoff indications, uh, but to make your uh, put your stamp on the rest of this league is going to happen in week seven, right? I kind of mentioned that a couple times, but week seven is where you're going to say, hey, I'm a good football team. Uh, if you remember back in the AAF, Orlando never had a chance to do this, right? They didn't have a chance to kind of spread their wings against the other uh, division so much. Um, this is their time. If you're a good team, just because you're good in your, you know, your division, this is your week to finally prove that you're good uh, for the entire league. But seeing how the playoffs are set up, winning those division games, most important thing in the XFL. Let's go to week eight where those begin basically de facto. I'm going to call playoff time week number eight, March 28th. Vipers at the D.C. Defenders, 2 p.m. on ABC on Fox. At 5 p.m., the St. Louis Battlehawks will take on the New York Guardians. And then Sunday, March 29th, 3 p.m. on ABC. That's noon at home for the L.A. Wildcats, and they'll host the Houston hmm. Roughnecks. And then hmm. at 6 p.m. on FS1, Seattle will travel to the Dallas Renegades. You were saying, hmm, to the 12 p.m. start I was time. saying, hmm, to, a, to an L.A. early game. I think I was called out for... for, for well, you had them at 11 a.m., and some people got really upset oh at your mock God. schedule. One hour. It takes an hour <laughs> to get across town in L.A. sometimes. Give me a break. Um... <laughs> The first of three straight weeks of divisional matchups, Alan, we said, I said, excuse me, that I didn't like having so many divisional matchups towards the end of the season, because although if you're a under 500 team, you're allowed, you're, you have the possibilities of bouncing back. You also have the possibility of getting wiped off the face of the earth in these weeks and making week 10 completely irrelevant. If, if you're not winning those football games, if you have a, a five and you know, five and two team and a two and five team or a three and four team leading into week eight. 
I mean, you could just completely separate yourselves at week eight and weeks nine and 10 become somewhat uh, irrelevant uh, for some teams. So that's why I kind of like mixing it up a little bit because then you have the potential of, of a West Coast team totally, uh, you know, taking a East Coast team's game uh, season off the rails. I think this is interesting because weeks one through seven are are important, but it does th- th- these last three weeks being divisional games means you can be either on the cusp or even you know almost in the doghouse and pull yourself out those last three weeks. They're crucial. Divisional records are going to be so important to get to the playoffs, which are you know division championship games. It's East two versus East one, West one versus West one. Uh, and that means weeks eight through ten are essentially playoff games, and I think that is going to make for some high stakes football for all three weeks. Um, and you know, I, I don't think I think you're 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 missing that, uh, Brian. I don't think come week ten you're going to have anybody dogging it uh, because with all those divisional games, and if these teams are beating each other, unless one team's standing out from the rest, uh, you're going to probably at least at the very least have. A, a, a battle for for you know home field in that in that final week I think I think or or at least one team trying to get that that second spot I either or I think you're set up at least to get that in week 10 which they needed to ensure and either way I think by having the division games finish it off the last three weeks you're ensuring yourself of that either you're gonna get the the dominant team in their locked in their spot and the other teams fighting for the second in the playoffs or you're gonna get Maybe two teams have it settled, and they're just going to be duking it out for home field. And don't forget, those two teams could be playing back-to-back weeks, week 10, and then into the playoffs. It could be L.A. and Dallas Thursday, April 9th, and then again, Saturday, April 8th, or, or Sunday, April 19th. But see, the way you're saying it is like you're saying that it's more likely that teams will be facing off for playoff positionings in week 10 than the other way around. And I say they're both likely. That's the problem is they're both likely in the sense that you could have teams that are no longer in the race playing in week 10. And they could have been trying to play spoiler to a team on the on the East Coast. That's why in my mock schedule, I had them uh, as not uh, division games in week 10 plus do you really want to see that repeat matchup in week um in the playoffs that you just saw in week 10 i mean well i, I don't I but that's why i was before, i was but... an advocate for just the best four records getting in and and scrapping divisions for the playoffs but this is how it's set up and the way it's set up is i think perfect for uh, making sure teams are alive for the last three weeks and also making sure that in week 10 there's going to be some sort of stakes being played for going into the playoffs. Mike brings up a point here on the YouTube that's saying having the final three weeks being all divisional games ensures that even teams at two and five or three and four mm-hmm. are still alive for a playoff spot. Yeah. That's for week eight. If they lose, they're done. That's the problem. <laughs> You're right. It does keep, keep give you that option, but it's all it is is an option. And if that team loses and the two teams that are in the playoffs win, then week nine and week 10 become moot at some point. So it's just very, you got to be careful. That's all I'm saying it, it, at this point. It's, it's too little too late. I'm just preaching to the, to what do you call it when I'm, I'm crying on whatever you call the dang saying, all I'm saying is that no, it doesn't matter anymore because this is what it is. All I'm saying is that potentially, yes, teams could be still in it come week eight. Uh, get it. I think it's nine and 10. They could also be out of it. I think hypothetically. So let's take, let's say it's uh 
I don't know, DC and New York, week nine. Or, you know, in week eight, they both won their games, and St. Louis and Tampa Bay are out of it. And you know DC and New York are the two teams in the East, and they play each other in week nine. Well, that means week nine and week 10 maybe, depending on how close they are in record, are at least going to be for home field in the playoffs. And that's exciting, and that's fun. And also, so I, I think even if you're you're giving teams a shot, week eight mean to have a team be out of it by week eight would be a bummer. That's three whole weeks left in the regular season. And also, if they do get knocked out in week week eight, that means at the end of it, you've got teams fighting each other for home field and jockeying for position, and you've got you know gamesmanship. Maybe people sit. Teams sit people out in week 10. I don't know how. We'll see how far ahead some teams are, but I have a feeling we're going to have a measure of parity, hopefully, based on how the league set up the draft. That'll tell us a lot about how the draft was come week 10, and we'll see how close all these teams are in the standings. We need to get back into it. Where'd we leave off at, Bryant? I think week eight, so let's go to week nine. And Thursday, April 2nd, it is Dallas at Houston for the second time. Uh, The rematch, that'll be 8 p.m. on a Thursday the first Thursday game. Saturday, April 4th, 2 p.m., it'll be D.C. at New York, and then two division games on Sunday, April 5th at noon. You have the Battlehawks hosting the Tampa Bay Vipers on ESPN, and then FS1 will have L.A. and Seattle at 6 p.m. on Sunday. That is going to be a a crucial week, and if anything, Bryant, in week number nine, we get Dallas and Houston, too. Even if one of them stinks, you know there's going to be, I'm sure, a lot of hatred on the field. At least we all hope so. <laughs> We're banking on that playoffs will be on the um, uh, on the line throughout these. Let's last just hope the these so. Thursday XFL games are nothing like NFL Thursday games. Uh, I won't go into that realm, but you're right. Dallas at Houston's going to be great on Fox uh, to kick that week off. I'm wondering what goes behind the decision of having a Thursday night game. Whose decision was that? Whose request was that? Was that the leagues? Was that the networks? Uh, really to have that Thursday night filled uh, with some football. Uh, Alan, I'm really looking forward to that D.C. at New York game that week. Um, I feel like that one's going to have a lot on the line. It's going to look great uh, in in um, in MetLife Stadium. Also, Seattle at L.A., we just talked about it. They're going to face off for the first time in week six and then bounce back and, and face each other again here in week nine. Uh, should be a great matchup. Yep, and both times they face each other, it's the Sunday night game. Uh, once on ESPN this week in week nine, it'll be on FS1 with LA hosting. And uh, yeah, week number nine is going to, well, I'm I'm sure tell a lot, but hopefully not decide at all. Hopefully it all gets decided ideally in week 10 with some exciting uh, last week matchups before the playoffs. Thursday, April 9, another Thursday game on Fox. Again, LA will be on the road against Dallas to close up the season Saturday, April 11th on ABC. Houston wraps up at Seattle at 2 p.m., and then the Eastern games on Sunday, April 12th. Those are the to-be-determined games for the times. Those maybe will be flexed. Who knows what the league will do, depending on what teams are good, what's on the line. But on April 12th, 3 p.m., D.C. scheduled to be on ABC at St. Louis, and FS1 will have the night game 6 p.m. with New York at Tampa Bay. And it's all on the line, hopefully, in uh, Week 10 for all those games. Interesting, though, that the East... Plays all together on Sunday where you spread it out between uh, teams in the West. 
I like I like a final week of the season where everybody's playing at the same time, but you can't do that for this league because you need to get everybody watching every single game. You really do. Very interesting that the playoffs start with the East teams facing off the first on Saturday uh, when they play on Sunday, and the West teams don't play until Sunday when they finish their Week 10 yep. first. Yep. Uh, but I will say also, L- also got it, got it. Got to also, if LA is one of those playoff teams, they only have a short break. They play Sunday, April 5th, and then turn it around again on April 9th. Very short week for yeah, the Wildcats. That's Wild where Kids. I was headed next. Very short week, an evening game on Sunday, then having to travel to Dallas on three days rest. Uh, very interesting schedule that they gave Dallas both those Thursday games. I really thought that they would not have the same team play in both those games. Um, at least LA is playing at home. To make travel a little bit easier, but that's, I mean, if that game has a lot on the line, LA can turn to the fact that Dallas has a whole week off while LA had to travel and only had three days off. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it. That's, I mean, it's biased. They're trying to make the Dallas renegades America's team, just like Vince is trying to do on this show. And I'm not going to let him coach Moss is going to rip that mantle rip that, that uh, trophy right off the mantle of Bob Stoops and America's team will be the LA Wildcats, Brian in week 10. I'm calling it right now, but you're right. Very interesting. <laughs> Dallas gets both Thursday games. They get they get a lot of spotlight. And uh, while New York's on network TV the most, uh, Dallas is in those two major, major spotlighted games in the middle of the week, uh, which should give a lot of attention to their team. Hopefully they're good for the league then because you don't want a bad team playing two weeks in a row on a Thursday. And then that brings us to the playoffs which are division championship games on April 18th, Saturday, like you said, Brian, East 2 versus East 1. And then the Sunday, April 19th at 3 p.m. Both games are 3 p.m. Fox Saturday, ESPN on Sunday. The best team in the West will host the be- second best record in the West. And we will uh, set up our XFL championship game to be played on Sunday, April 26th, 3 p.m. on ESPN. This is a uh, this is awesome. We could circle our calendars. We went through the whole schedule, Bryant. I'm absolutely hyped for the entire season. Week four, in particular. You have any closing thoughts? Uh you know, I haven't really had the, the the huge chance to kind of go through this and break it all down, but I am very intrigued on some of the decisions they made. Uh, like I said, St. Louis not playing a home game until week three makes perfect sense in my mind, just because you're going to have a packed stadium there. So that's very good scheduling by the league. I'm going to have to go through some more of these, but come on, man. L.A.? Why? Why? What did L.A. do to anybody except win championships? Why do we <laughs> got to get hosed? I don't understand. Well, the week week one is the, the week we all got to be talking about right now, though, moving forward, because that is kickoff week, and that's the week it all gets started. And it all gets started with Seattle and D.C. Uh, I can't wait to see. I mean, maybe I'll try it. I don't know if I have to. It's gonna. It, it might. It might take me some time, but I'd love to see someone come up with a strength of schedule just based on rosters, which you can do now because we do have rosters. <laughs> I might do that, but just strength of schedule based on a few players in the coach. I think I might be able to pull that off. Maybe I'll. I'll, I'll do that. Can I do that on a normal show, or does that have to be on the Patreon? Um, I'll put a pin in it. I'll, I'll have to get back to you. We'll see. Right. Always mm-hmm. about content, guys. Everyone, thank you for listening here on YouTube. Remember, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, Our normal show drops every Sunday, football Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Subscribe on your favorite podcast gimmick. Uh, Alan, I will say this. The Patreon well is going to be lit. We have a lot, 
lot of stuff to go up there. A lot of roster breakdowns, roster ranking, quarterback rankings, uh, probably some more schedule stuff there. So go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. A lot of free stuff up there too as well. Uh, and also a lot of bonus shows, Alan, that we've done that maybe were a little obscure at the very beginning, but are kind of making sense now. Yeah, they are. And 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 they're they're clear and they're also uh, now maybe some shows we got to go back to and, and you know re-examine, discuss some more stuff on the Patreon, and of course the big show we're gonna have all sorts of topics to talk about. Uh, it's gonna be a fun one this week. Jake and Vince hopefully will get into the fold and they can react to the schedule some, and we'll hear from everybody at XFL Show and and bring that back to the podcast and talk about what you're saying about this schedule. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot to dive in into this thing. We just you know scratch the surface here on this this live stream and on uh, we're going to put this out onto the feed for everybody for free but uh get ready because february 8th now we know the seattle dragons and the dc defenders will be the first teams playing xfl football i'm still on the fence on who's playing quarterback for seattle but i can't wait to see cardell jones take the field in that game and then we're on and popping from there uh for bryant I'm Alan. Thank you again for joining us live on YouTube and subscribing to the podcast. We'll be back each and every football Sunday. And that's this coming Sunday to break down this schedule some more. Because this is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.